Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Women Who Rock with Success, a digital media source for professional and entrepreneurial women. Did you know that we can be found on Google Play, Roku TV, Amazon Fire TV, Sam's Broadcasting, Autocast, and more? Women Who Rock with Success airs live each Tuesday at 9 a.m. Central Time, followed by our latest brand, Women Who Rock Investigates. We handpick professional women in many areas who can provide credible information in their fields to build your business and lifestyle. To learn more about us, just visit our website at www.womenwhorockwithsuccess.com. And good morning and welcome to Women Who Rock With Success. And this is your host, Ms. Diane Winbush, and thank you so much for tuning in with us on today. And we are grateful that you joined in with us. So today, of course, we're always talking about business each Thursday, helping you to be able to brand, market, advertise, and be able to um, excel in what it is that you have so the world can be able to see what it is that you are trying to um, show, what you have to offer. So today we will be talking about branding your business through public relations. And a lot of times we um, feel that a public relations is something for more like big corporations, but they can be also beneficial for your business as well. So today, to be able to help us to understand a little bit more, we have publicist and uh, public relations strategist Tracy Lamari that's in the studio with us today. I hope I pronounced her name right. She is here with us today, and she will be talking with us about her company. So good morning, Tracy. Good morning. Thank you so much for having me, Diane. Great, great. So let's get started. Let's um, get the audience to learn a little bit more about you and a little bit more about what you do. Sure. So um, as my bio says, I'm now I'm an internationally um, awarded public relations expert. I work across industries and across borders. Uh, I'm the winner of uh, for Women in Media, the Universal Women's Network uh, 2020 award. And, yeah, the, I like to say what I do is elevate and celebrate the awesome things that other people are doing. So I know you, you know a little bit about PR yourself and public relations and from promo. And, uh, yeah, that's how I like to look at it. I don't look at it as, you know, public relations in terms of, in some ways I don't like the word because it almost sounds like you're you know, correcting something someone did wrong or changing, you know, that old kind uh-huh. of spin. And I like to say, no, mm-hmm. it's about, you know, what I do is about pointing at the good things that people are doing and elevating and celebrating and helping to give them a voice so that they can, you know, utilize traditional mainstream media as well as the social media platforms. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, because the first thing we think of when we hear public relations, oh, it's a, maybe it's a big oil spill, or maybe it's a big political campaign that's going on, and they need a publicist or what have you. Right. Um, individuals, individuals kind of sometimes be able to, they, they sometimes uh, freak out, if I can be able to use that word, sometimes when they hear uh, public relations or a publicist. But we're going to um, help them to be able to understand the difference as to how a publicist can be uh, beneficial for their business. So Let's get some information about what a public relation does in re- in reference to a business. Define what public relations is. A small business, is. yeah. 
so yeah, so people like you said often think about PR in terms of either a big, you know, a big creative project or a, you know, politician or something or an actor that needs PR. But actually, you know, entrepreneurs, executives, you know, across the board, it is um, something that most entrepreneurs don't think about. As you said, 80 to 90 percent, I think, entrepreneurs have a blind spot when it comes to PR. They're all very well versed on the advertorial in terms of advertising and marketing and how to sell their product. But what we talk about in PR, the editorial, the whole mindset which is how to get into media is in some ways opposite way of thinking, you know, for advertorial. So it's hard for some um, entrepreneurs to get their head around. But if you put it this way, it's very clear. 80 to 90 percent of entrepreneurs have no concept of this or don't think about this or uh, plan to utilize it in their business. Yet there's no major mm-hmm. corporation in the world that doesn't have a PR team slash communications team. So right there, the entrepreneurs that are disadvantaged, and they're because they're, they're just not even thinking about this. And so when we talk about um, using media, we're talking about earned media, not advertising that you pay for, you know, beyond you know, paying a publicist to help you strategize and help frame you and all that stuff, but you do not pay, you know, to get into the media, and you can't. So we're talking about being interviewed in the news, on the radio, um, on television, on podcasts, in in newspaper articles, in well-known magazines, and the credibility that builds a third-party credibility. And in terms of why businesses should care, it is far more than an ego trip. I often thought about it as just, you know, how to attract customers to yourself, in, in similar to the way, you know, advertising would. But it's far more than that. Recently, a client had told me after just six weeks of working together, literally said, I, you changed my business and my life. And I said, well, you know, why? What do you mean? Because it's a pretty big accolade. And uh, she said, mm-hmm. no, they were at a sensitive time for investors. They had just passed their pre-seed funding or right around the time I came in and getting half a million dollars. And then they were going for, you know, two, three million dollars or bigger funding. And she literally mm-hmm. said after six weeks of working together and the four articles and the couple of podcasts and interviews just from sharing that on LinkedIn, sharing that with our investors. But the quote was, you've made investors take us more seriously. And if you think about that, that's more even than what I was thinking, which is, you know, getting more customers. Investor, one investor mm-hmm. taking you more seriously, right, can mean the difference between two, three million dollars and you start up is, is a go or it's falling flat. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, you know, in so many different ways. It's just literally a third-party credibility that makes everybody from, everybody just take you, it elevates you above your uh, competition. It attracts customers your way, both the ones who may see it initially in the same way that advertising works and then reach out to you. And also, um, when you put it on your website and people are, you know, kind of comparison shopping between you and a potential other service provider, that third-party credibility, you know, what you can't pay for other people highlighting your work and interviewing you as an expert is, is literally invaluable. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, because sometimes individuals may make uh, may um, uh, make it appear or sound so easy or what have you. You know, you go on social media, which we'll get into that a little bit later um, into the show. You know, on social media, you have different types of advertising where it says, okay, we can get you on to CBS, ABC, and what have you, and things like that. I feel that sometimes individuals are looking for, you know, email marketing and what have you. It, I mean, I feel that if you don't, you can't get there unless you you are able to pay your way through 
that door. So, you know, especially like, okay, take for instance, it took me a while to be able to get it some years ago that, you know, um, guests who even appear, some of them on Good Morning America, you know, they're, 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 they have publicists to be able to help them to be able to um, mm-hmm. feature their book, there, feature yeah. their brand feature their product mm-hmm. and things like that. And so that's something that um, we're going to get into a little bit later on, um, if you would like to discuss that as to how sometimes business owners and companies should be um, um, leery, um, if that's the right term, uh, of individuals yep. that are publicizing these things on social media and perhaps it's just an email that's marketing strategy. Yeah, that's yeah, a great point. Great. And, you know, that's because people don't know the difference. Like, people don't really know what a publicist does. Number one, and, you know, they have a vague idea, mm-hmm. but they don't really know. And then now with the rise of social media, you're so right. There's so many people who aren't actually publicists that are just like whether promoting something or they have a web page and they and they say, hey, mm-hmm. they'll take you know take money and I'll I'll put you and what they're doing essentially is either putting you on their own so you know their own website <laughs> and social media, which is mm-hmm. not the same as reaching out to <laughs> media. Or in other cases, I know what you mean, too. There's those ads which are absolutely, they're not PR, they're advertising, where they'll say, mm-hmm. hey, I can get, I'll get you on, um, you know, in 24 hours, we'll get you on, what is it, C- CBS, and they name, mm-hmm. you know, Fox and a few other, and for $75, for $100, <laughs> and you go and you pay for that, mm-hmm. and yeah, you get the, that article, it'll say right there, this is the paid sponsored article so no you just bought advertising in the back end of something it's not you didn't buy an article you an article you can't write an article and place it in the you know new york i mean you can do this so advertising that looks like articles but yeah so there's a lot mm-hmm. of things that are people take money from businesses from and creatives it's even crazier like if you're an author there's a million people that'll say they publicize your book which they'll take a whole lot of money from you and really, they're not actually—they're not actually doing anything. They're not sending it to thousands of media. They're not sending you up for interviews. They're not—they're just—I'm not sure what they're doing. Posting it on socials or something, you know. But I see authors and, mm-hmm. and musicians and <laughs> being taken all the time for a lot of money to the point where that's what part of the reason I don't advertise it for anything because I feel like there's no way to differentiate in an ad from all these people that are saying, and I don't want to be among them. So people just come to me because they hear my work and that's it you know (laughs) and then I'll go on podcasts and talk about it maybe but yeah there's so many in terms of yeah there's so many scammers when it comes to publicity because Mm -hmm. so many people don't understand it's like when you go and buy a car and if you don't know how to check things you don't know what you're buying you know a famous uh, Mm -hmm. broadcaster in Canada who is Michael Williams, who's credited with um, bringing black music to the airwaves in the 80s in, in Canada, you know, when MTV was still really white, and so was much music here in Canada. And Michael Williams was a um, pioneer in that regard. He's a, was a broadcaster here, a friend of mine, long time. You know, he's just a legend here in Canada. And he was, um, I'd asked him to come in on a portrait. I was working on a little 13-year-old amazing little singer called Bowley with a song called Make It Right, a little social justice song about all the injustices of, that we saw last year. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, he was, so I asked him to kind of come in and advise her because, she, you know, he's just a musical legend and I knew he had a heart for this. And he was saying the first thing, he's going to teach her, he'll do all this stuff for her music-wise. And then he said, but I'm going to, most importantly, I'm going to teach her how to do it. He goes, because when you don't know, he goes, I want to empower her as a young woman artist. He goes, because when you don't know what you're buying, 
<laughs> or when you don't mm-hmm. understand what, what you know, the, the, the people can sell you anything. You know, so mm-hmm. you, if you mm-hmm. don't understand what that car, you know, they can just talk fast and give somebody saying, oh, P.R.O., they can just blah, blah, blah. But you have to understand what they're doing, what the strategy is, and, you mm-hmm. know, who, what you should expect before mm-hmm. you open your wallet. And I also, absolutely, and I also feel that, you know, we get what we pay for. <laughs> I absolutely yeah. believe that because if that's something that we're, uh, you know, as, as I stated, I saw it on, on um, I think uh, one advertisement, and it's, it's, you know, it's real colorful. It got the, it got all the colors. It got all the background uh, images it needs to to do to be able to advertise and what have you. And I'm like, when I saw it, I didn't even waste my time clicking it because a, a publicist is not going to advertise themselves not that way where anyone mm-hmm. can be able to have access to them. Usually a publicist, you know, they, they are way we up in the We decide who the client is. is. Exactly. exactly. And also we decide. Exactly. You have, you audition yourself. <laughs> I mean, not audition exactly. like a singer, but, you know, well, if you're a singer, you do. Yeah, I want to see, you mm-hmm. know, you can't, I would never put on my site, you know, buy a package, click here. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, exactly. because, because people, no, no, yeah. Go, go ahead. ahead, go ahead, go ahead, uh, Tracy. I'm sorry, yeah, no, I was going to say, because just as much as they are deciding who they want as a publicist, I'm certainly deciding even more so. The client may not realize mm-hmm. that when they contact us, you know, to see for representation, that we are absolutely vetting them. Because well, I have a reputation myself, and even if I didn't, I'm not putting my name, my company name behind somebody with a questionable message or, you know, just not, or, or, and also, I'm not letting somebody buy, you know, a package from me unless I'm sure in my mind at the beginning before I take their money, this is something that I can sell to media. You know, this is somebody that's going to be a story that I'm going to be proud to put my name on. Do you know what I mean? Oh, there is a story that I can mm-hmm. create a story. And I mean, you know, I can create mm-hmm. a story out of almost anything because every human has a story and every, mm-hmm. but I want to make sure that I'm feeling it first because if I don't, and that's something to people say, what do you, how do you pick a publicist in a small business or as anybody, mm-hmm. as a creative as anybody, they should absolutely get it. You know, you, they should get it. I won't take a client. If I, if I hear their pitch and, or their, if someone tells me what they're doing and whatever, and I'm thinking to myself, Okay. Hmm. Um, okay. Let me. I don't really get it. You know, chances are I'm I'm probably not going to want to take that client because a I won't be doing them a great service because if I if that was my reaction I'm clearly not. I want to be like this. Oh wow! And I am with most things that come to me and most things that I hear because mm-hmm. you know people come to me from who know other people I know or who have been referred to me or similar projects. Or, and I'm excited. I'm like you know oh that's great. And that's what you want. Somebody who's passionate, who understands what you're doing, who gets it, mm-hmm. and who wants to push it. That's the number one thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and even though that may not be the appropriate term, but I'm going to use it. They they clients are we are we do audition our clients. Yes, we do. Yes. You say that. <laughs> that would be the best. <laughs> that you would be a to, great I mean, term. If you're a newbie, <laughs> if a newbie publicist is listening, I mean, you got to learn that you're not taking everybody that comes in the door because you you know you just not. Mm-hmm. You don't want to do mm-hmm. that. You want to be comfortable and happy, and you're building. You're absolutely, even if you're not consciously thinking about it, you are absolutely building your own brand with every client you take on because, you know, your, mm-hmm. your work is very public. 
You know, Tracy, some years ago, uh, before... Yes, before I started with uh, with the with the brand, we did you know women lunch and learns and things like that. It was professional business and what have you. And so even then, I had to audition the vendors. We would have like large expos and things like that, trying to um, um, connect with the community in a business and professional way. And so you know, and the reason why I I, I mentioned that audition because you have to be careful because individuals you have to test out their products, you te- have to test out their websites, you have to test out their Links, you have to test out their ingredients. I'm serious. I had to go and yep, so yep. Uh, you know one one and lady was in here. She was yeah, exactly, exactly. So she was like, "Oh, uh, this right here will improve your brain." And so, so once we had an open discussion about it, and so some of the, these ladies they were making like six figured uh, annual incomes, and so they they did. They went in there. They contested what she. Um, had to bring to the table and things like that, and I, after that, I booted her out. She was this vendor was no longer um, allowed to be able to attend in anything that I had. So that's the reason why you use the right term audition. We have to audition <laughs> these people to make sure that they're mm-hmm. going to be a great fit because it can be feather, it can be a feather in the cap, and then it also can be able to look, be a little small tarnishment um, on the business. So that's the reason why I was you know wanted you to be able to touch on that as far as the social media yeah. is how we how we look at different things and we jump on it and you know it's, no one is going to give you no freebie on no CBS or no 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 um, ABC or uh, Good Morning America you have to have a yeah. hired public sometimes they may run up to ten thousand dollars a month I'm serious mm-hmm. it's some some, some yeah, yeah, are very very expensive and so if if I can get it for free like that. And think, I mean, everybody would be on Good Morning America, CBS, the 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 that many Everybody would be on there. It's not good. Thank you so much. It's funny that you uh, mentioned that because I never even talk, talk about it in any podcast, but it's true. We see that in the feeds all the time. Like, oh, you don't need a publicist. You'll just, you know, and, you know, certainly some people, I mean, like I built my brand without becoming a publicist. But certainly some people, if you want to spend, mm-hmm. if you want to invest eight hours a day, you know, instead of mm-hmm. doing what you do, into learning mm-hmm. what a publicist does and becoming a publicist, I mean, sure, you can get some, if you're a good, if you, if you learn how to pitch, if you're good with words, if you learn all the things that we learned, mm-hmm. sure, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. you can do it yourself. Mm-hmm. But again, that means you're going to be stopping what you're doing is the music that you make or the business that you're building to do what we mm-hmm. do. <laughs> and if that's mm-hmm. what you want to Absolutely. do, you will become a publicist. So, you know. <laughs> exactly. And then, too, it can be somewhat sometimes offensive. You know, I think it's Brian Williams. I think that was his name. And so he had made some comments. Uh, he was, uh, he's, you know, the, 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 I think it's, I don't know where Brian Williams is. I think he's on Nightly News. I, th- I don't know if it's NBC or ABC, what have you, but when it, whatever. He, he made a, 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 a comment uh, about citizen journalists and, and things. You know, if you don't put in the education, you don't put in the the, the sweat equity or what have you. And who's gonna who's gonna trust your your uh, credibility is making sure that that I am able to be able to be featured on the right type of of uh, podcast television shows 
maybe a book signing or something like that. You have some some real good publicists out there that they will put you in the front of some real good, you know, good entertainment and what have you for the entertainment mm-hmm. uh, segments on different, um, you know, news uh, segments that are on television. So I, I I I didn't even waste my time clicking it. I'm like, oh no 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 no, and I and I was gonna share it <laughs> with um, some of my, some of my colleagues, you know, the women who rock with success group. I was gonna share it with them, and mm-hmm. I was like, no, they probably throw all the potatoes in my face once they click. <laughs> so I said, no, I'm not going to do it. So, okay, so thank yeah, you so much one, for sharing that of, with you. Know, like the beyond, it's one thing to pay a publicist, like you said, you know, five years strategy, but it's another thing to be paying. If you, anytime you're asked to pay for media, I don't do it. I don't care if it's $5 mm-hmm. or whatever, because that's advertising. And if you want, you know, I mean, if I want to do an advertising campaign, I can help them with the words. I do words. I do writing. I can help them with words for their campaign. I can help them even figure out the demographics. I can basically help them do the ads. But that's mm. not what I do. You know, I, I, we're talking about earned media is what I do, right? Exactly. 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 So what are, let's, let's, let's go to the next segment. We want to talk about some of the strategies a publicist will use to refine a business's image. So take, for instance, an image may want to uh, revamp. They want to be able to recreate uh, what it is that they have already started, a brand, but they feel that, you know, I'm kind of, you know, straggling a little bit and I want to kind of pick this up and what have you. So what are some of the strategies uh, on your end as a publicist that you could do to be able to refine a business's image? So if they had, you mean if they just sort of, I missed part of that, sorry, if they had just sort of lost. So, 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 take, for in, so, so take for instance, Yes. Yeah, so take for instance, if a business has already been out there, they have been out there probably about 10 or 15 years, they call you, hey, look, I need a publicist to come in and, and recreate some things for me to be able to um, uh, to polish up my image in a business. So what are some of the strategies that you would use? Just a couple. Oh, I'm not, okay, not yeah. So you to reveal all of your, you know. Writing a profile, one of the things I would do, like write a big profile about all their accomplishments, and you know, um, that wouldn't be something that would go in the newspaper, right? That would be something that would be maybe in a, if they have a, a monthly magazine locally, like a business theme magazine is sometimes a good place for something like that. Um, mm-hmm. Or something like uh, I write for Prosperity Press, which is similar to Huffington Post or Thrive Global, those kind of articles. Uh, where you can get an actual profile in about somebody, that's a great way to kind of do a Q&A with them and just have a nice big piece where they get to really share who they are. That's a nice way to start. Um, yeah, and just to get more quotes, I mean, you know, if people aren't familiar with things like Harrow, Help a Reporter Out, Source Bottle, these are some um, places where you can meet up with reporters, similar to Pod Notch, Notchmaker, that match you up with uh, podcast hosts. You can meet up with reporters who are on deadline looking for sources in all kinds of fields. So no matter what you do, if you watch those things, you know, for a week or two, you'll probably see something you can respond to, and then you, you know, throw your answer in there, and then I've gotten clients that way, and things the New Yorker, New York Times, we just digest, uh, good housekeeping, et cetera, the list goes on. So there's all kinds of opportunities to get that third-party credibility. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. So let's get into some of the meat, of, meat and potatoes of your uh, of you, you being a publicist. So what what were some of the things that compelled you to thrive uh, to be able to help women in their business or men, so to speak? What were some of the things that compelled you? What was your desire? 
So what actually brought me into PR, I didn't have a normal trajectory. The normal trajectory in PR is to come back and forth, you know, from um, from doing media yourself and then understanding that messaging and then, you know, you either lose your job in media or you just decide to go out and put your own shingle out and kind of sort of quiet speaking to media instead. Or um, you go to school for four or five years for PR. I didn't do either of those things. Well, I did some media. I mean, I, I was always, I was, I'd written, you know, for um, newspapers growing up and I had a college radio show with my husband, Dave Parkinson and you know that kind of thing but and you know weekly so I did some you know media but it was it was more volunteer stuff and it wasn't a career um but that's not what sent me into PR what sent me into PR was and this is the crazy part and so back in 1998 my husband and myself were both were 28 years old and we were just in sales and marketing entry-level sales jobs and um we were also activists. Our radio show was no more that we had had. And we were kind of looking for ways to still have a voice. It was the early days of the internet and we were just making a web page, you know, each of us with different issues that we cared about, like issues about, you know, anti-racism issues and just, you know, whatever different social justice issues at the time. And somehow in searching the early days of the internet, a little corner of the internet somewhere, we found um, a request from a guy named Jimmy Dennis who said he was innocent on death row in Pennsylvania and needed help. We mm. never heard anything. I mean, we heard about stuff like that, but we'd never been involved with any of that. It's never really been. We don't have a death penalty in Canada. I was my husband and I literally said to ourselves, gee, how innocent could this guy be? And, you know, who knows what struck us partly because we've been had our radio show, so we were still kind of in information gathering mode. Uh, mostly because we were activists, but something drew us to actually write the pen to paper, put a stamp on the letter and write to death row and say, you know, tell us about it, Jimmy. And he did. He wrote back 18 pages. We still talked to him today. 18 pages, both sides, with the whole story. And, you know, so here we get the letter and we're like, wow, you know, and all the doc legal documentation in the cell at the time. It was more than enough for the letter to convince anybody reading it there was definitely something to be investigated here. And, you know, right from the beginning, we were like, whoa, this is not right. We believed he was innocent from what he said to us. And then later on, we ended up, you know, through reading every single document, the court files, all that stuff. Long story short, it started, we started, that's how I learned to write a press release. I've been learned to make a web page and I learned to write a press release to tell the world about it. We, that's uh, 1998, um, we ended up doing the Justice for Jimmy Dennis campaign for seven, for over 20 years. He was on death row for mm -hmm. 25 years. For almost 20 years, so 19 years, we, we, we ran that campaign. Talked to him all the time. We gathered people around the world. We did some media. We were doing the, uh, an organization we called the Canadian Coalition of the Death Penalty. Inspired by Jimmy, but that went kind of deeper as well. Talking about this, the injustice system in America. And the racism and the prison industrial complex and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And as a result of our messaging, it's a long story, but with, with, you know, I'm getting to the end here. But as a result of just my messaging, literally just learning to write a press release and reaching out, there we were, my husband and myself, 28, 29 years old, with no legal experience at all, and no real me, not no national media experience, literally being interviewed on CNN, MSNBC, Court TV, A and E. Mm. And it took, you know, we were doing that for years and years and years and years. And then it wasn't until 10 years later, just a couple of years before good news, Jimmy was finally released in 2017. And now he's an R&B oh. artist. And he, and he's been making he's making beautiful music and he's you know waiting to get his compensation wow. from the government. We still talk every day. He's a free man calling from the cell, not a cell, like a cell phone man, not a cell. 
there's an incredible mm-hmm. story about the time he got out, we started our journey on, you know, thought, hey, because a couple of years out before he got out, he suddenly hit me, wait a minute. I've been doing media messaging, so here I am being still in teller sales, and I've been doing media messaging mm-hmm. successfully on a global level for 15 years, and it suddenly hit me at the age of 41, hey, I could probably monetize this, <laughs> you know, and not, not, not the Jeff Rowe part, not the prison part, not all that, I would never do mm-hmm. that, but I thought, geez, I, right. I think I have a few skills along the way, <laughs> and <Right>. then, um, <laughs> like, I literally, we got, I got front, like I told you, on the TV, front, literally front page news, Houston Chronicle, Gare Spiegel in Germany, okay. the National Enquirer, People Magazine, wow. it's crazy. So, yeah, it's not, not all just on Jimmy, because in, in America, when he was still convicted, it was hard to get the kind of attention for him. But more about our greater death penalty work. We'd be, we'd be on about Jimmy, they talk about these spicy Canadians doing and we'd be like, yeah, but Jimmy. <laughs> and so we were, you know, all over the news. Anyway, so when wow. I finally figured that out, I, free, I started freelancing and just started with those freelance sites online. And one of my first clients, here's another, wow, my God. One of my first clients was actually, I think it was Angela Sadler-Williamson, the cousin of Rosa Parks, like the Rosa Parks. And Angela wow. was doing uh, a movie called My Life with Rosie about Rosa Parks' next 30 years of activism after the Alabama mm-hmm. bus boycott. And a right. book more recently, and she put me in the credits of the movie, and you know, so now I know. Oh my God, I'm really in the game. And this Rosa Parks obviously is a heroine of mine, like obviously, and mm-hmm. like a legend, not even like a real person, like a legend, you know. And here I am right. in Detroit, you know, where I met her cousin after a year working with her, and I'm sitting. If you could picture this, me, little white girl from Canada, you know, sitting there in a row <laughs> in Detroit of two. Listen to this. Two rows of Rosa Parks family members, direct family members, with them as they watch. I got chills even now talking about as they watch this documentary. And then at the end, my name comes up in the credits, and I'm always like, oh my God, like, am I even on this planet? You know, like, what's happening, right? Wow. So then I know, obviously, I'm really in the game. She's still with me now. We still work together. And you know, that's where it be, I professionalized it, and I was just like, okay, you know, and it, it, now I have 38 clients, literally across industries, award-winning, blah, 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 and so I'm pretty proud of myself, because I didn't go to school for this, or I didn't go to school for any higher education, I graduated with honors in high school, and then I had to go start work, mm-hmm. you know, so you go, I'm pretty girl. proud you that go. I built this out of nothing, <laughs> so, that's why I love the women who want the success, I feel I've earned that. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. You rock. That's that's certainly rock because uh, you know um, working. Sometimes some things will start early on, and then in, like, now later on you'll say, "Oh, okay, I'm good at this." And so let me go to the next level. Let's see what this has uh, opportunity uh, for me. And I think that mm-hmm. is very, very um, um, awesome as to how you um, advocated. Basically, if you, you know you were in PR, but also an advocate for the. The mm-hmm. offender and what have you, and you was able, well, alleged offender because if he got free, he, you know, yeah, he, he was, was alleged. Yeah, Jimmy, but at the time exactly. they were labeled with a finder, yeah. But, yeah. But That's, released yeah, that. Absolutely. The world knows what we knew for all that time, so, <laughs> yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. So right, that's basically some, some, you know, some um, encouragement and what have you and things. That is awesome. That's an awesome, impeccable story. Okay. So now, um, crazy. Yeah, like it's, it's a funny. I'm on. 
it was funny. I'm on these business podcasts. They're like, well, how'd you get started as a publicist? I'm like, here's, I, I don't know how to tell that story in a short way, but it's important because, you know, it really sheds light on right. a bunch of things, which is, you know, in a greater sense, people can, everyone, you know, you don't have a story like that maybe, but everybody has something they're passionate about or something they're good at or, mm-hmm. and, you know, you never know. Maybe you can make that into a job. Really, for real. And mm-hmm. then you don't hate your life. It's something mm-hmm. you're proud of and you like when you wake up in the morning and you're happy to get to your desk and you can imagine that. Mm-hmm. It helps It helps the entrepreneur that's starting out. It helps them to be able to breathe a little bit because a lot of times entrepreneurs feel that they have to have all of these master degrees that make it, you know, they have to have all of these PhDs and what have you in order to be able to rise to the top. This will be something to be able to help entrepreneurs to be able to understand, look, hey, look, I graduated. I got a, I got a high school diploma. I came out with, with uh, honors and what have you, but look where I'm at today. And so this can be able to be such an uh, inspiration for others to be able to inspire them. I think I feel that if you keep doing the right thing, being consistent and persistent with what it is that what you're doing, I feel that it's going to have an awesome return on investment. So, um, you know, great. I really like that. So speaking of return on investment, this is something else that I would like to talk about too. And this is going to be got a couple more questions, this one and one more. And so this question here, you know, a lot of times individuals, when they hire, hire uh, PR uh, publicists and what have you for their business, you know, they look for an a, a ROI, return of investments, overnight or 30 days. Or, or well, you know, you're not mm-hmm. working fast enough or you're not doing it fast enough because <laughs> I have reached out to some individuals that have been on the show uh, perhaps maybe three three years ago and they no longer have the same publicist. <laughs> it's not funny, but, you know, it's like <laughs> they expect something overnight and what have you. And even though you're paying the person, but the, the publicist cannot uh, force their way up on any company or conglomerate or business to be able to take the pitch. So right. this it's is the difference the between advertising and media. Yeah. And exactly. I try to make, make sure people understand that before we start. But, you know, because sometimes, you know, we especially that's why we don't like a one month contract that we'll take it if, we, if someone really needs an event or something. But that's why you want a three month contract because then you, know, you see some other results and then you can build on those results and, you know, without the client ending after a month and going, well, where's the article? Because sometimes mm-hmm. like there's one situation where I submitted three articles. You know, to to as editors I knew very well who had who had approved those articles, so I knew that those articles were in the pipeline, absolutely a thousand percent. But the client had not seen the result within four weeks. Try to explain, well, you know, <laughs> like I don't. The newsroom has their own schedule. You know, it's not a matter of oh, my client has a deadline. No, it doesn't work that way, right? Like, and in mm-hmm. some cases, I try to set the expectation now, and it's true. Like in one case. Some of the best results, you know, I had a client in Chicago Tribune who did a big two-page article about her in the magazine that goes along with the Tribune. And um, we had originally pitched her to them in August as part of an article they were doing. They did not use her for that. And then they came mm-hmm. back literally in January and said, not only are we going to use that pitch you do, we want to talk to her more. We want to do a whole Q&A. And then it came out a big, huge article at the end of January. So from the time that we pitched it to August, to the end of January. And there was another time we pitched something in December for a Christmas story to some major media television. I can't remember which one it was, stateside. And then everything fell flat and nobody picked it up. And then literally four weeks later, the end of January, 
him asking, well, does your client have anything for Valentine's Day? And she got this major, major smile. Oh. So a lot of times we're planting the seed. We're letting the media know about you. It's not necessarily that every single thing is going to get a response either. You know, that's why you're building. And then other cases, don't tell us to do how we do our job. Oh, is that, I don't want that one. That's not, you know, the cover of Time magazine. I wanted the cover of Time magazine. That's just, you know. Then it's, okay, listen. <laughs> Sometimes I'll send you on a smaller thing because I know you're going to get a bigger play and I'll do a bigger article about you. Then we have that nice big mm-hmm. article about you. Then I can approach mm-hmm. Time magazine, you know. So, like, people need to understand it's mm-hmm. not it's not advertising. They're, and then that's, again, where, you know, where we, we talked about advertorial versus editorial and how um, entrepreneurs often don't understand that. They think that, okay, I bought a publicist now. That's like buying an ad, right? No, it doesn't mean you get mm-hmm. your, you know, article in New York Times. I will be the advertising department. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> People uh, sometimes can be become uh, more impatient, uh, uh, so to speak. Yeah. And when they're uh, impatient and what have you, they're looking for uh, things. And you know, you have to, you have to under, uh, um, uh, um, entrepreneur, business owner, or what have you, have to understand that there may be hundreds or thousands of pitches to CBS. There may be hundreds and thousands of. Uh, pitches even to you know like the Wendy Williams show you know they be throwing pitches on them too. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Jimmy, come. I can't think of his last name. It's such I mean, a Jimmy. The one that your business is one, either, or how awesome what you do is, or whatever. I also often explain like you know what it's not news. Like you know you opening a great new business even if no one else has one. That is not news department. You know like it just is. Mm-hmm. Like how often do you see them in the news? Never. Oh bobble, but you know. And if you do see something like that, it's chances are it's sponsored advertising oh we're doing that when mm-hmm. you see oh you know what they're opening of a gas station here yeah that's a big they paid like ten thousand dollars for the radio station to broadcast mm-hmm. that day Mhm, mhm, mhm. And then too, you have to make sure that the pitch fits. I mean, I, I, I mean, a lot of times individuals mm-hmm. will go on Good Morning America and things like that for doing a book or something like that. I don't know, but you know, each is for their own. You know, I think that the, that um, the 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 individuals needs to know. You know, first of all, you sit down and you listen. You listen to – that's the purpose of the publicist being there is to listen to them. If you're going to bring your own ideas in, then you don't need me. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I, I feel that um, sometimes, you know, that can kind of go – little bit little hand in hand um you know or what have you so we're just about out of time and things but we have really enjoyed you today um share with the uh with the listeners how they can be able to connect with you social media platforms um anything that you may have coming up um in your community any uh book, books that you may have published yeah. and um um any links or websites that you would like to share with the audience you can be able to do that at this time. absolutely and i always say before I'll, I'll, before you look for me please go look for jimmy dennis music because for 25 years, you know, his voice was stolen. An innocent man, honestly, stolen his voice. And now he's got a voice, and he's using it to make some beautiful, inspiring music. So Jimmy Dennis music, I've been talking about him for 20 years when I was trying to save his life, and now I just want you to hear his voice. So I want everybody to go check that out, Jimmy Dennis music, on all streaming platforms. And then, (laughs) if you'd like to talk to me, I also, I do work across industry, like I said, and across borders. Anywhere where there's English-speaking media, I can build your brand. I can help you get an international profile. It doesn't matter what you do, you know, you have a media story. And so I'll help you find it, and I'll help you share it. And I'm happy to give a free consult to anybody, absolutely, who tells me they heard me here. And, uh, yeah, 
happy to talk to anybody who wants to know a little bit more. And if you're if you're thinking, oh gee, it sounds good, but I doubt I doubt I could get media. You know what? Let's do a phone call. <laughs> Let's talk. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. We have gotten all of the the the, the beans, potatoes, and meat. Uh, from you, uh, from your services, we really appreciate you for taking the opportunity to be our guest on today on Women Who Walk With Success. You know the viewers and the audience are going to love this, and we thank you so much for all upcoming resources. Please, everyone, go to our website, refer to our website, and also we're on Facebook at Women Who Walk With Success, and then we you can also go to our website at Women Who Walk With Success dot com. Everyone, have a great day, and thank you so much, Tracy, for being our guest on today. Thank you very much. If it's something that they feel that should not be printed.